that's the way. We wanted men. Episode 160 of the Smugglers Galaxy Podcast, your favorite Star Wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy and in lands far, far away. Jason, finally, <laughs> finally, 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 after 30 years of waiting, we have live action thrown. Yeah. And we, that have, was Sabine, awesome. and we have Sabine and Ezra reunited after five years of waiting. So. Meh, meh, <laughs> more the Thrawn. More the Thrawn thing that we care about. 30 yeah, years of both waiting. of them were awesome. Both of them were awesome. How's uh, your week going? Uh, it was good. I had to go away for work. I have to do that again this week. So it's a lot of travel. Right. I'm tired from the travel, but it's it's good. Yeah, good. Travel is awesome, but it yeah, it tires you out. And I don't know if work travel, if it's the same. When I do work travel, it's like you have no personal life. You you They're like, you. they expect you to work. And then when you're off work, they want you to hang out. And I'm like... I don't want to hang out with you people. I just got done hanging out, you know, working with you guys. I'd like to see the area that I'm in. I hope I can do that because uh, next week I'm going to Dallas. So I have Saturday to myself, but I do know that some people are working that Saturday. Uh, I can't really say what I'm doing just yet. I'll have to wait. Yeah. I hate to be coy. I'll tell you next week. But uh, regardless, um, so I'll be in Dallas and I'm hoping I don't have to work. I hope I can go to Holocron Toys and order 66 toys. Right, uh, and which, there's Dallas vintage toys, but yeah, that's what yeah, that's sort of what I feel about Dallas. You know, there's Holocron rumors about and, them. I can't, huh? And uh, I just yeah, Holocron and uh, <laughs> Order sixty six is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, still, even if you can get some cool toy shops in a different state, that's always yes, awesome. Yes, but yeah, how about you? How was your week? It's all right. Um. I'm trying to think if I picked up anything, but it's been, I actually forgot something I picked up a couple of weeks ago. I picked up a uh, Galactic Heroes prototype, another one to add to the collection, and uh, just a Stormtrooper. Mm. Nothing spectacular, but, you know, when you can add one for fairly cheap, it's fun. What color is it? White. Oh. With the, I think the pauldron, the pauldron's black, I think. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. It, it it's getting to the point of ridiculousness where you buy something and you put it on the shelf and forget about it. Hmm. So, yeah, it's a tough spot. Yeah. So I I'm thinking we're gonna not my not my prototypes, but I'm thinking we're gonna sell the uh, Galactic Heroes because the grandbabies don't play with them anymore, and mm -hmm. I have a few hundred of them. So I'm like I can probably fund other purchases if I get rid of these. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, the time has passed. It's time to move on. It's it's not needed anymore. No, and and they did the grandbabies did call me yesterday. They were like, "Guess what we're gonna be for Halloween?" I'm like, "Uh, Galactic uh, Heroes." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be uh Grogu and and Mandalorian. So I guess oh, I've raised them well. This is the way. This is the way. And then my my daughter was like, "Well, that was what was a goodwill." I'm like, oh, "Whatever, awesome." Last, I didn't argue. What, 
it was last year that out of the blue target just sent me a Mandalorian costume. Really? I didn't order it. It was addressed to me. It had an order number. We weren't charged for it. It was so weird that this thing just showed up. It wasn't me. Yeah, no, it, whatever <laughs> it was, was it weird. a wasn't an adult size no it was kid size oh so, that's weird it was but that's, that's weird yeah just um, throw it in your throw it in your pile yeah i uh picked up the atat amazon exclusive jazzwares endor deco gay yeah you know, you know you know what i'm talking about yeah right? the ad at you mean Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the confusion. It's an ATAT. Right. Um and then I, I also got the uh TVC uh Boba Fett throne room, which is yeah. Jabba's palace basically. Right. Yeah, you were posting some stuff about that. You weren't too happy with it. No, I, I, like it's not that I'm I don't I don't want to be negative on the show, but I think it's fair to be critical from time to time. Productive criticism, I always agree with productive criticism. I, and so you could tell me if this is productive criticism or not. So I'm opening the thing. I'm setting it up. It doesn't really feel like a $225 piece. I'm, I know the cost of production has gone up. Right. But I feel like it was a $150 piece. Um, but then like, so there's basically three parts of this thing. There's the floor, there's mm-hmm. the walls, and then there's the dais. The dais has a really nice deco on it. It's dirty. It's grungy. It looks like it's been used. The floor looks pretty clean, unfortunately. It's like a light tan. And then they put a whiter tan uh, wash on it to mm-hmm. make it give it that sandy color. But it's not dirty at all. And then the walls is a completely different palette of tan, I would say. Hmm. So it's almost like three different pieces and they have three different color schemes. It doesn't feel like one unified piece. That stinks. And then the floor itself has, uh, and the steps going up to the back part behind the dais, it has some sand deck, uh, sand detail that's been sculpted into the staircases, almost like, you know, this place is covered in sand. Sand has dripped down onto the stairs. Now you've got mounds of, of sand on the steps. And it looks like it's been vacuum formed. It looks, it, it just looks like, like, yeah, that's sand, but it doesn't seem like it's sand. It just looks like it's, how do I explain that? It's more like a shape. There's no detail on it. There's no deco. It just feels lazy. Yeah. And so that was disappointing. Um, the uh, the back part has uh, a, a spigot with a monkey lizard on it. And uh-huh. you put flames on top of that. And you can you can actually turn the spigot and the monkey lizard flips around and stuff. And the flame sits there. But it feels unfinished because underneath they left a spot where you could put a light bulb, uh-huh. make the flame you know light up and make it look like it's actual flame. But there's no electronics with it, and so it's just like if you want to do it, you know, here you go, you can take care of it, user. But us Hasbro, we're going to wash our hands of this, and it, it's going to cost us an extra fifty cents, so we're not going to do it. And uh, well, the more important question about the monkey lizard on a spigot: Did it upset you? Did you cry? Yes, <laughs> my boy. <laughs> um, it, it's a cool detail. It's it's kind of charred a little bit, so it looks like it's been roasted. It's not. 
It's a little pink and, br- uh, and and black, so it looks like it's a cooked monkey lizard. It's not the uh-huh. fleshy colors. So it's it's a cool piece, and uh, I got mixed mixed feelings because there's a lot of it that I like. The dais itself, if you flip it upside down, it's got wheels, so it rolls back and forth, but they've also sculpted in some sort of mechanical details so you could see the, me- the mechanics underneath that push it out and pull it back in. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It's something I've never really considered before. But yeah, obviously this thing is mechanical if it's going to move Jabba the Hutt back and forth. Right. Um, but it feels like uh, incomplete HasLab, like the electronics was supposed to be a tier at one point. And because they scrapped it, this came out after the Rancor. Right. And the Rancor obviously failed. The Black Series HasLab Rancor failed. And uh, it seems like, yeah, instead of going forward with this TVC HasLab, they just offered it up to people, and then they made some cuts, as in they cut the paints, they cut the uh, the electronics from it, because it does feel like it's just a spot where it's almost like if you put a button battery in a light and screw it back in, it would you know, light the whole thing up, but right. it's not there. Jeez. Um, does it feel like all of our, or your experience with, dealing with toy designers is kind of ruining your experience with toys. Cause you know too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a mix of that. And it's a mix of, you know, like why can a company like four horsemen do so much. Right. And make, and, and yeah, sometimes they do the translucent stuff. So they reuse molds, but they make, you know, new thing after new thing after new thing. And Hasbro is just like giving us the middle finger. I came back from, we can get into this real quick. I came back from my vacation, not vacation, sorry, work. <laughs> I, I went away for work and I came back. I, I missed the, the uh, Hasbro PulseCon thing. Right. So I wasn't there for the, the glam and the glitz to watch it live, but I did see like the pipeline reveals. And I was kind of like shocked by the TVC pipeline reveals. You've got Cal Kestis, the Imperial officer. So all they did was take the Cal Kestis head and they threw it on a Kel, uh, in an Imperial officer body, straight repack. The Mandalorian judge, so another Mando, so you know that's going to be a repack. And then the Phase Two clone troopers, um, yeah, they're all different colors, but it's the same mold. So it's six figures, all repacks, right? And it was just like you guys are doing the bare minimum now at this point. There is nothing new, and if given the choice of of making a new figure or completely repainting and repacking things and, and kit bashing, they're going to do that. They're not going to give us anything new. And it's just disappointing to see the, 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 the decline in quality and offerings from, from Hasbro. Right. I, I, I dude, I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, it does suck. And I don't know if it's because four horsemen have their, is their own IP or is it because Hasbro's got to pay 20% to Lucasfilm? Uh, are they just trying to milk the money now? Because uh, they've realized they can get away with it. But, I mean, I can feel your pain because it is aggravating. Um, because I will open a $40 figure from Four Horsemen, and I, I get every bit of my $40 out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do it with Hasbro, you're you're like, I don't see the value in this. And it would piss me off if I spent 200 and something dollars on a, on a toy and, and it didn't feel right. Uh, how many, how many, I know it came with, at least with a bib, did it come with any other figures? No, it came with bib for tuna. If you put it next to that, that TBC playset that they made before with, with um, Han Solo and Carbonite and 
excuse me, I burp. Um, <laughs> what is that little side section called? It's like a wall or something. I have one of those. And yeah. uh, I think if those were put, like 50 bucks when they came out. Yeah. If you put this next to it, and that came with two figures too, by the way. Three, if you, well, two or three. Well, if you count the Carbonite block, yeah, but it's Han okay. Solo and the Carbonite and then Reyes. But if those you put, were carded figures. Yeah. So is Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna okay. is carded. But if you put that next to this one, it's a it's a fourth different color of tan. Jeez. So it's not a cohesive piece, which is disappointing. Um, but yeah, like it just seems like right now the Hasbro's MO is do more with less. Yeah. And they're really pushing them doing less. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm really hoping that that kind of scares me with the ghost, but I'm hoping that they, you know, it's a six hundred dollar toy, so I'm hoping they'll uh, at least do what do do us right by it. Even the pipeline for Black Series, just to finish this up, is a New Hope Darth Vader, which we've already had a bunch of times. Dude, people were pissed about that one. Well, I was like shocked that they're going to do an archive Luke X Wing pilot. Haven't like, they done? That? Yeah. I caught the tail end of it. So all I caught was like when they released, they were, I caught the tail end of them doing Sabine's lightsaber. That's where I came in. So I missed all the, the archive stuff, but yeah. Why, they, why would they do another Luke X-Wing? I, I, it's, I don't know. <laughs> like it, it blows my mind that they're re-releasing this one because it's not uh, something that's going high on the aftermarket. So it's not like there's a demand for this. You know this this figure selling for two hundred bucks. So let's just redo it because then we can cash in on that demand. Um, so it's just shocking that they're doing it again as an archive series, and it's also shocking that they're not re-releasing it in you know like the Galaxy box set, right? Because they've got this new line. So why not just release it in that line, like repackage it in there? So you've got a whole new package. So. The, the box collectors that feel compelled to get every single version of the box has a new box to chase. They've also, I, guess, I guess they've stuck with that archive box and that's where they, they want to stay or something. Yep. There's a new Mandalorian coming season three black series. Yeah. There's a, a phase one clone trooper and a Mando night owl. So it's like a redo of a Mandalorian. So that's a repaint a phase one clone trooper. They say it's a new body, but I mean, they're just getting a new body ready so they can repaint that thing 12 billion times. Right. They need a new buck. Oh, we broke the buck, so we got to get more. And then, so have I been negative so far? Or is this? No, dude, you're aggravating with Hasbro. I I, I feel your pain, man. Um, is this is this that that uh, criticism you're talking about? Constructive, yeah, no, productive? Yes, you're being productive. I really thought, because they released the action pack or whatever, the troop builder of the... Uh, uh, clones yeah i thought they were going to be manda mandalorians and i got excited about that one because mm. i was like that i mean even though i know they'd be all repaints it'd be cool to have five or six mandalorians mm -hmm. but I, I i think they beat the hell out of clone troopers but i know people dig them for army builder i i get that i understand people dig it as an army builder but i'm just tired of them making a figure in the line that for a clone that was on screen for 0.38 seconds, you know, if you blink, you miss that clone trooper. Or if he was in one episode of the Clone Wars, you know, that gives them carte blanche to say, let's let's make that figure. Let's make havoc. Like it's to the point where they don't even get the names on, on some of these clones right. Right. It, it, it's literally like, oh, who has a paintbrush? 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a green one. <laughs> the kids will love it. Let's make a green one. Let's do orange. Hat. We haven't done orange yet. Let's do uh, purple. We haven't done purple yet. Hold on. We have overabundance of purple and orange. Let's do it. Meanwhile, meanwhile we're like, oh, a Balin skull is pretty cool. That'd be cool in TVC. Oh, I hear you. Here's another teal clone trooper. It's like, guys, <laughs> you, you're not listening. Yeah, people were really upset about that. Uh, one of the Instagram people that I follow was like, was playing the audio of them going, yes, thank you for backing the ghost. And you guys are awesome. And we love you, TVCs. And it's like Black Series, Black Series, Black Series, Black Series, Black Series. Here's some crap for TVC. Yeah, they were running a poll during PulseCon. And I just saw the aftermath of like, what are you excited most? Uh, 3.75 or 6 inch. And I didn't know if it was related to Star Wars or just in general. But yeah. six inch dominated the, the pole. I mean, maybe they've they've got their heartbeat on something. You know, maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe. I I just it's disappointing. Yeah. So and then the other thing is the force unleashed. So they have that and they, they have announced this a while ago, but they have the force unleashed uh PulseCon exclusive for 110 bucks with Star Killer and two stormtroopers and a bunch of uh, special effects to kind of set up on your shelf because no one's right. going to play with it. And I'm like, this video game is 15 years old. Why is there so much love for this video game? Are the gamers that do they have that deep of pocket where they're like, oh yeah, I'll just buy this one because I like that 15 years ago? Or what? What's the story? It was a badass video game. Uh, I remember playing it, but I, I don't have. I'm not that tied to it. Uh, but there again. I'm not that big of a gamer. So, I mean, maybe I don't, I, there again, dude, I don't know. I don't know why they would keep doing that. And I'm old school, but I would say that there was more seminal Star Wars games than The Force Unleashed. Right. Well, Knights so, of the Old Republic is kind of the one that I go to and I never played it, but you, that's the one you always hear. Yeah. Darth Revan. Like, uh, okay, here we go again with Darth Revan. There's another TVC Revan coming out. Or, <laughs> A 3.75 scale, Revan. Or, but, I mean, you can even go to Shadows if they really want to get into that. Shadows of the Empire, I would love. Uh, um, Kyle Katarin, I would love from... Oh, crap, I'm having a blink. What's the first-person shooter from the early 90s? Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, dark, no, it's not dark Forces. Is it Dark Forces? That sounds right. I can Google it. Is that important? Uh, Are you Googling yeah. it right now? I'm Googling. I think it's Dark, Dark Forces Force. does sound right. There's Dark Forces and then Dark Forces 2. Yeah, it's okay. Dark Forces. Dark Forces. All right. Now, everybody in their car can calm down. We figured it out. <laughs> and I can calm down, too, and move on with the show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like, why Why the Force Unleashed? And, like, I get that Jedi Survivor is, you know, the game right now. I mean, that's the one that they're making. But Right. Like that's the only game that they're making. Unfortunately, it's where are the other Star Wars games? Let's let's go. I know they've got a game on the way, but it's just really disappointing with the video games too. But yeah, well then you gotta buy a you gotta buy a PS Five to play them. Yeah, but I'm, Balin, I mean no no I got other things I want to spend my money on. Exactly, Balin Skull and Shin Hati Black Series are coming. TVC Chopper, TVC Director Krennic, which I was excited about, but it looks like a scaled down version of the Black Series. It's even got the same hard, hard, 
um, that's not a hard goods cape. It's not a soft yeah, goods cape. It's a plastic cape. Yeah. 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 Who I did. I I did pre-order that chopper just because. Because it's chopper. Because it's chopper. Well, and I also and I pre-ordered the Hera and I pre-ordered the Sabine and I got us. I got to go with chopper from even though I know it's going to probably be the same damn one from uh, that they're going to re-release for the for the Ghost. Yeah, it'll be interesting because chopper's paint scheme is a little bit more saturated in the um the the show the ahsoka than it is in rebels yeah he's got more of a red orange i would say than just a burnt orange that he had in rebels right and he's a little cleaner it's like she spent some time cleaning him up yeah um tbc hugh yang is coming and then there's that tbc revan in the hk droid two-pack that uh, let's just reprint raven revan like we do with uh uh, the clones. It's, come on, guys. Let's move on from that. Right. And they're doing the uh, the role play stuff. Yeah, the lightsaber and then the helmet. Dude, I wanted that lightsaber so bad till I saw the price. $300. Yeah, I was like, what the hell, Hasbro? I mean, the Darksaber was two two fifty. I mean, you can get the Darksaber for two and a quarter right now, but still, I mean, 200's a lot, in my opinion, when you can go down to Disney and get them for cheaper you can get them for like a 180 at disney yeah without the blade but who's gonna you're not gonna display it with the blade and how many blades do you really need and it goes against hasbro saying this is role-playing for kids no kid is gonna get a 300 lightsaber that's right. not what this is for the box on that was amazing though i saw that box and i was that that with the sabine bucket on it and it was a beautiful box, beautiful packaging. It's a beautiful lightsaber, but I'm not spending 300 bucks on it. I'll wait for it to go on clearance, which there again, that's why we had to pay do HasLab stuff because people yep. like me, or I'll just wait three years for it to go on clearance and pick it up. That's why the uh, Jabba's playset, you know, was an online exclusive with Hasbro because they don't want it to go on clearance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I picked up that, uh, the wall with the, Luke with the Luke with the uh, Han Solo and the and whatever that one I picked that up for like twenty bucks or actually yeah. I think it was down to like thirteen at yeah. one point and it was I a fifty dollar piece. I bought three of them. <laughs> I think I bought them at that thirteen dollar price point. Yeah, I, I I've got mine kind of set up because I've got it in, in behind my vintage Jabba and uh, that shelf has just kind of become a catch all for droids and stuff. Just a, a hodgepodge of crap. Mm-hmm. But. In conclusion, Hasbro needs to do better. Yeah, maybe just because four, maybe the four horsemen need to go work at Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not going to work though. No, <laughs> it's just corporate greed. I mean, do more with less. Uh, there's no motivation to do anything more. People keep buying the same crap over and over again. You know, that's why we say vote with our wallet. That's why right. I stopped buying Black Series because it just wasn't exciting anymore. Yeah, I mean. You know, and when I look at the black, when with the black series stuff that that's coming out now, all I've done is bought the Ahsoka stuff, the mm-hmm. Rebels, the re-release of the Rebels, because it's like I'd kick myself if I didn't buy them. And uh, you know, you you look at my Amazon, and it's all re-release Rebels stuff that that's there right now. And uh, and so I've been on this kick lately. You know, no, don't buy because it's an investment. Right, Hasbro can kill that whole thing. Um, but if if it comes to it and I want to go back to black series stuff, it's not an investment. Like I can go to any of our toy shows, like we said, and I can pick these things up for 20, 30 bucks. Right. 
they're not increasing in value so it's not like i need to i feel the urge to buy it right now because i won't get it in three years it's like if i want to wait i can wait yeah and that's going to kill hasbro i mean we're just going to continue to be getting the online exclusives and stuff like that that because i mean they're i think they're figuring starting to figure that out it's only taken them five or six years um but I mean, maybe that'll help with the with the hobby. I I I don't know. I don't know. I worry about that. And you know, maybe we all need a break. Maybe Hasbro needs to cool Star Wars for a little bit, which is not going to happen. No. But um, not when you got Dave Filoni creating content. It's just yeah. ching ching ching. Uh, it was revealed this week that David Goyer, who wrote the Blade movies, I think he co-wrote some of the Batman movies with uh, Christopher Nolan. Um, he worked on a, a movie w- for Guillermo del Toro, uh-huh. Star Wars, and they didn't reveal what it was. But um, Guillermo said on Twitter something like, I can't tell you, but I'll tell you the two of the letters involved of the project that I was working on, J and BB, uh, hinting at Jabba. Oh. So it sounds like he was working on a Godfather-like movie about the rise of Jabba the Hutt. Ooh, that would be awesome. I want to see more dirty Star Wars, man. Bring me, bring me the dirty, gritty side of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The only issue is they didn't move forward. I wonder if it was just like something they can't, they didn't think would be profitable. Who wants to get in that deep of Star Wars lore? You don't have to lose. Jabba the freaking hut, man. Everybody knows who that guy is. Yeah, it would have been awesome. I'm not arguing um, against the movie. I'm just speculating as to why i think has uh has lucasfilm didn't move forward with it uh and i would imagine that's that's the case where it's just like is this really going to be profitable is this what people want to see yeah well it's people keep harking back on the solo movie not doing good and it's not because of what it was it's because of the way you marketed it and because you pushed three movies out in a year and people are going to pick and choose what they're going to go see. And they're like, oh, I don't want to go see that movie. So they're not going to go see Solo or they're going to wait for it to come out in a, in a on Disney+. Plus. I mean, dude, I was gonna, I was tempted to go see – actually not tempted. I really wanted to go see Haunted Mansion. But then you start hearing bad reviews and then all of a sudden they're advertising it coming out in 1st of October on Disney+. Plus. Why would I go see it in a theater and spend $30, $40 when I can wait a month and watch it on Disney+, Plus for free? Yeah, they need to increase the window between when things hit theaters and Disney Plus. It it needs to be more than forty five days. It needs to be six months. Yeah, well, even at six months, I think I'd wait, unless it was something that I had that was just dying to see. Right. Um, but they've killed uh, the whole movie model. Yeah. Why bother going? Like I didn't see Elemental. It's on Disney Plus. I, I always love going to see. Pixar movies in the theaters, but I just don't feel the need to right now because I know that I can see it, you know, quote for free. I, I pay for Disney Plus, and right. I'll just instead of having the extra cost of going to the movie theater, I can just watch it on Disney Plus. In a couple exactly. Days. I mean, we had the we were we were talking of taking the grandkids to a movie last weekend, and my wife's like, "Oh, Elemental," and I'm like, "Elemental's on Disney Plus," and she's like, "Well, I guess we won't go see that one." Because uh, it was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Elemental, and then I I don't know if it was what Jurassic Park movie was in the theater, but it was like those were the three choices, and uh, we ended up not getting them because of the Burt Kreischer thing. But yeah, we uh, we forgot to mention uh, Sabine and Chopper for the HasLab, the announcement. 
Oh, we did talk about that. Well, we didn't. We I just mentioned it, but oh, go ahead. No, they're they're pushing it back till I guess first quarter of twenty twenty four, and now they're gonna have they're gonna give like a two or three week window, which I'm happy about that. There's that big of a window to get those figures, and then they're um, it's gonna be common. You know, anybody can get them. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, oh, if you back the ghost, you can only get them. Which I I. I I'm happy. It seems like their pre-orders, they're not, they're opening them up longer, which I'm happy about. Uh, has, you know, they're not doing anything like limited, 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 you know, very limited anymore. <clears throat> but it would be nice. You know, you spent 500 bucks on the ghost, you'd get dibs on them, but whatever. Um, and um, I think it'll increase the value maybe of the ghost or at least the figures. You know, because I think if somebody is a completist, they're going to go get those two figures and then they're like, well, I need the other ones. So people may be able to flip the figures and get the ghost for free or something or very cheap. We talked about it. I don't know if it's going to be worth as much as you think just because they made so many of them. Yeah. And they made them with speculators buying it, thinking that this is this might be the next sale barge. Well, no, that. Well, I'm talking about opening your ghost, pulling the figures out. And selling just the figures, but holding, I mean, not maybe get the ghost for free, but maybe sell the figures for Mm. 20 bucks each. Maybe. I think that's a possibility. 20 bucks. Yeah. But not hundreds of dollars. Right. So what there's four. So a hundred, maybe $200 for the, for the set. Maybe. And then you got your ghost a quarter of the way paid for. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've talked to people that. I don't know. It, and, and then you've got people that bought three of them or, or something. I, I forgot the math, but behind it, but it was like they were buying them for the figures. So they were like, I bought one so I can open the figures, bought one so I can leave the figures closed, bought one so that I could sell figures, bought one that I could sell the ghost, you know, and it was just the math behind it was insane. Uh, but they were thinking they, you know, they'd break out even because they were going to be able to sell a bunch of stuff and break it all apart. That's interesting because I've never thought of it as something for the figures. I always thought of it as something for the vehicle, like Hazlab. So I would buy the ghost. I'm not buying the figures. Right. The figures come with the ghost. It's not like, um, it's just not in my mind to think of it as like, I'm going to buy the Hazlab for the figures and then figure out what to do with the ghost later. Right. I mean, unless somebody is just a figure collector, not a, not a vehicle collector, and they want the figures and not the vehicle, but... Yeah, I mean they're not going to be numbered or anything, right? Or are they going to be numbered? They're usually numbered like a special number, um, like HL or has. It might be has H A S O three, four, and five, maybe six. Okay. We'll see. They haven't announced they it yet. Some kind of Spectre or something. SP would be cool. <laughs> Rebels. <laughs> Rebels, yeah, or something. I, I'm still planning on opening those figures unless they come out with a, a specific version that uh, mimics them or whatever. But th- those figures have got two cool accessories not to open. Yeah. They, they should just have some consistency in how they number things, too. Like th- <laughs> That's even all over the place. Like the mail-away Boba Fett is different than the HasLab of the Yak Face, which was uh, VC000. Mm-hmm. But now the Mandalorian and Jawa are HAS zero one and zero two. It's it's just all over the place. It's mm. at the very least you should 
know your job. Anyways, right. that's enough construction, <laughs> construct, constructive criticism for HasLab for me. I'm zipping my mouth. Damn it, HasLab. Hasbro, get your shit together. Sorry. I want to be funny. I don't want to be cranky. Yeah. Sure. That's a problem. Sorry. Oh, come on. It's too early. Uh, anyways, uh, how many tears did you shed for this episode of Ahsoka? Uh, my wife had to tell me it was okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. At the end? It's, yes, at the end. It wasn't as bad my second go, second watch, but the first watch, it was a freaking boohoo, like sobbing moment. Did you cry four times? Uh, Because we created that scale last time. Yeah, <laughs> I almost cheered up when Thrawn showed up, and then when Ezra uh, showed up, that was sobbing. So, if you want to cop count sobs, um, then yes, sure. Great, it was a yeah. wonderful episode. It was, a, dude. I was so nervous for this episode, but you know how you just got the excitement and yeah. the anticipation, and the you know they're showing stuff. They're showing the you you've kind of learned with star wars when they start showing stuff in the as seen in you know what's going to happen and i'm looking at my wife going thrawn's going to show up yeah he is thrawn we're seeing thrawn today and so that just built the you know you're already hyped up because it's like you it's nine o'clock and you're planning your whole day around being home in front of the tv at nine o'clock and you know you've got your your all your nightly routines done you got your shower done you're gonna go sit down with a nice snack or a drink or something, and you know it at like 855, you're sitting in front of the TV on Disney Plus going refresh, waiting for it to come up. Um, but yeah, man, when when they were I just I was nervous, like physically, like this is the episode that I've been waiting for for three years. You know, I mean, I and the excitement and the anticipation, it's like, where has this been the whole show? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but I so my, I don't want to blame it all on my wife, but I will for a little bit because when Thrawn went to show up, she started asking questions, and I'm like, "Who's Thrawn? Well, oh, no, that? no, no. She had seen what's that? Um, my, uh, Merrick. Merrick. No, not Merrick. The Mar- the lady. Morgan. Morgan. See what throws me off is I know a guy named Morgan or knew a guy named Morgan, so the name throws me off. Throwing a gr- calling a girl Morgan. But she had seen Morgan's ship take off, and then she was like, "Where'd Morgan? Where'd that gold ship go?" And that's right when Thrawn starts showing up. And I'm like, "What?" She it took me out of the moment for. Oh, uh, that stinks. Yeah, so I'm like, "Come on!" Because it was like right when Sabine's starting to use the Force and everything starts shaking. She's like, "Is that that ship that just took off?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. that's not that little what ship." And it just took me out of the moment. Uh, we can so- start from the beginning. But uh, so, anyway, yeah, but when Thrawn, when the Chimera showed up, I'm well, first of all, I mean, I don't know how far back you want to let's finish talking about this moment. Uh, when that Chimera, when the Chimera showed up, I was like, oh my god, it's the Chimera. And then you saw the you were like, you saw all the purgle damage to it, mm-hmm. and then they show the underneath, and you're just like, holy crap, it's here, y- you know. Yeah. I I think the way they introduced Grand Admiral Thrawn was freaking beautiful. It goes right up there. The introduction of of all the characters, reintroduction of the characters in this show, chef's kiss to Dave Filoni. He <laughs> nailed all of them. 
You know, because even though you don't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, you know, you know that guy's a bad mama jammer because of the way they introduced him. Same thing with Sabine. It's like when they introduce him, you're like, all right, cool. I know who this character is. Or at least I get a, you know, in, in 30 seconds, he can, this is who this character is. Yeah. I was afraid that Thrawn might look more like a blue man group guy. <laughs> uh, and, people and, were, go ahead. No, go. What do you say? No, people were really poo pooing on his looks. I'm like, come on, guys. I didn't like the dad bod. I felt no. like Thrawn would have been more in control. But also, then, you got to realize it's Lars Mickelson, and how old is you know, he? It's the and actor. It's the actor, and he's been gone for ten years. Although he played Thrawn perfectly, there was uh, some confidence in that performance. There was as some. As soon as he spoke, it was like jaw dropping. That's effing Thrawn. There was some play in the way he was doing things because he was. It's almost like he's confidently moving pieces on a chessboard and he knows exactly three steps ahead of what's going to happen. And and I kind of feel that way when he performs the character. So I was very happy with that. Oh, they, he was the right person to play Thrawn. I don't care what he looks like. I think even if, even if they would have nailed the look, you couldn't have got the characteristics right. And that's what Thrawn is. Thrawn is the character more than the look. So oh. he's the second actor to portray a character out of Rebel, the, the character he played in Rebels to play in live action. Right, which was Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff. No, the first one was the mayor. I'm talking about Rebels itself. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The mayor, um, Clancy, Clancy, Clancy Brown. Brown. Yeah. He played the mayor in Rebels, and he reprised the role in, in live action. And so Thrawn is the second character to do that. Right. Se- second actor. And yeah, you couldn't... When you heard the voice and you've seen the movements and the everything, it's like, yeah, you. I, I really don't care what he looked like. He freaking nailed it. They also gave him some prosthetics right above the eyebrows that yeah. kind of curve out towards the side of his head. Because Thrawn and, and Rebels had that. Yeah. And I was worried that they just like the makeup department did nothing to Thrawn in live action. And so they weren't matching that up. But it was there. It was subtle. And you can kind of see in. And going back, if you were to reverse engineer this, that they would just heighten everything. So they just heighten that. And it's it's there, but it's not as defined as it is in Rebels. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I, I, I the, the hair kind of throws me off, but I heard that he had an issue with the hair piece. He didn't want to wear a hair piece or something and whatever. You you can nitpick everything if you want to, but I I think he played a perfect Thrawn. I can't wait to see what the conclusion is. I can't wait to see what the plan is going into the future um because there's a plan we just don't know it yet it's funny if you go back and watch i think it's the anaheim interview with feloni um they they run out of time and and they're like uh what's her face andy gutierrez was like uh we didn't have any time to talk about ezra where's ezra and and feloni's like you want me to tell you where ezra is and she's like yeah and he's like he's in a galaxy far far away or he said he's far, far away. Or he's far, like far, yeah. And this episode is titled Far, Far Away, written by Dave Filoni and directed by Jennifer Getzinger. And we do reveal that Ezra is far, far away. So he was hinting in, in the actual episode title back two years ago. Two yeah. years ago, yep. And uh, yeah. So two years ago, one year ago. Anyways. It was 22. So it was a year ago. Year was it 22? Ago. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, last May. 
Wow. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it high level. We we open up on the Purgles traveling through hyperspace. Hyperspace looks different. Obviously, we're yeah. not traveling within the galaxy itself. We're traveling between galaxies, so it looks mm-hmm. a little bit different. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that when it fades up from black, you hear the Purgles. And I'm like, babe, listen, you can hear Purgles. And she's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, just shh, there's Purgles. There's flying space whales, which <laughs> dates back whales. to Empire Strikes Back. Purgles. Um, Ralph McQuarrie did designs for space whales for. Oh, did he? So space Pressman. whales are not a new concept. No, he did a one art piece of art with whales flying through the clouds of Cloud City. Oh, and then they recycled that for Camino in Episode Two. Uh huh. You were going to see the whales jumping through the water, um, some sort of different kind of whales, and that never went through. And obviously, a lot of Rebels was inspired by Ralph McQuarrie. So when they went back to that original artwork, I'm sure Filoni said, let's incorporate the space whales into this. That is, I did not, they, this is this is news to me, man. That's awesome. Yep, that's there. Freaking Dave Filoni. Yeah. Uh, Hu Yang and, and Ahsoka talk on the ship, and they talk about old stories, and Hu Yang knows. He's got three different volumes in his, his memory about the the history of the galaxy. You move forward. You're going to say something? No, I'm waiting for you to finish, and then we'll say something. Yeah, uh, Hugh Yang says that uh, Sabine might have... The Force works in a, in in unusual ways, and Ahsoka's troubled by the fact that Sabine willingly gave Balon the map to find Thrawn, and Hu Yang says that that's the way you look at it, but the way she looks at it might be different. That might be the only choice. Yeah, I, I thought Hu Yang is just like, I wow, I want to have a beer with him. Yeah. The more the more he talks, the more I love this droid. You know, it he just he has so much insight and he's just smart. Um, I did yeah. enjoy the 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 conversation about the 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 stories because he's like, I've got three volumes, and she's like, volume one's the best. And it's like, okay, are you talking the sequels, prequels, and OG? And what order are you talking about them? Are you talking about them the way they came out? Are you talking about them, you know? one, two, and three, like one being the sequels, two being the OG, three being the prequels. Yeah, I thought it was more like, so the whole universe of, of Star Wars was split up in in universe, not in our universe, looking into their universe. It's like in their universe, their history split up three times. And Ahsoka liked the earlier stuff, the mythical stuff, the legend stuff, the stuff that kind of ties to where they're going later in this episode with uh, mm-hmm. this per- pergola. What was it called? Oh, I have whatever planet. But to change huh. the story away from Sabine, Ahsoka says, oh, forget it. Just tell me a story. And Hu Yang says, uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, I did see some complaints about Ahsoka. Some people feel like it's meh. They they felt like they, it didn't resonate. And I could see something like this next scene where Sabine's in jail. And well, Balon. hold on a minute before we go on. I think a lot of people are missing this point. That whole like 30 or five minute interaction could totally change the Star Wars universe. Which 35 minute interaction? The, the five minute that that long Hu Yang saying in a galaxy far, far away. Why? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away can change everything, can change a lot of stuff. Why? It's all stories. Oh. Where are you going? Like, is it a metaphor? What do you mean? I mean, is it 
the fact that everything happened and it's all, I mean, cause you, it, it, there keeps going back to stories. They keep saying stories. So is it, is Dave Filoni going to really mess with us and like make it all like feel like it's just stories? I mean, yes, I know it's all stories, but really bring it back to you. Well, I don't know. I, I, it, it, something's going on with that and we just haven't seen it yet. And is it, it's just the power of myth. Yeah. It does get into it in a little bit um, with Balon. We can get to that in a second. I think that's what it's setting up. Anyways, um, Sabine's in jail. Yeah, she's in jail. Balon reminds viewers of their deal. Like, if this was a movie, this scene would have been not included. This is just basic backstory to let everybody know. If you forgot what happened in the past five episodes, let me bring you up to date. The ship pulls out of hyperspace and we see Peridia, an ancient home of the Dathomir people. It's a place where the whales come to die. There's rings around this planet and it's a it's a graveyard. This is where the, the purgles just end up. Kind of similar to what whales do. There's whale graveyards in this, the ocean. They just kind of go there and then they die. Yeah, I've heard people complaining about that too. They're like, it's space. How are whales going to decompose in space? And like, just give them time. They'll do it. Oh, I love that's where the uh, line of uh, uh, disbelief ends. It's it's the explosions in space. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> but the whale, the laser swords and people moving crap with their minds. Well, that's there's no, not. There's no oxygen, so nothing explodes in space. It implodes. It's like underwater. Everything gets pulled in. Nothing gets exploded. There's no fire because there's no oxygen to feed it. There's no air, so there's no sound for things to bounce out back and forth. Uh, I'm complaining again. <laughs> so much for positivity. Anyways, um, they travel to right, the but no, it is. I'm sorry, I, I, but it is funny. It's like, oh yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, that's where the suspense of disbelief uh, winds up. Right. I was on board until I saw the whales in the graveyard. I'm I'm out. Okay. Fine. Well, then I'll just hit stop recording, and we can call it a day. Thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. I was just being them. I wasn't being me. <laughs> uh, they, they travel to the planet, and that's where we meet three Night Sisters, which is cool because at this point in the galaxy, I believe the Night Sisters have been destroyed in the Star Wars galaxy. So it's cool to see them living completely in another galaxy. And when you start talking about stories, how did the Night Sisters come to the Star Wars galaxy, for lack of a better term? That's a story right there from from history. Um, the whole legend, I'm sure, of, of Jedi probably come from this place, and they move over to the Star Wars galaxy. But I love seeing these Night Sisters in live action. Um, we do learn that the Night Sisters communicated to Morgan through dreams and through the Force. Uh, they call Sabine out for being a Jedi, which I'm like, is it just the viewer that's like, she's not a Jedi? There's no Force ability. Right, or it, or it smells Jedi, or it, it's like I they thought they it. were meaning that she was too close to maybe they smell the Soka on her, but maybe she has just enough of the Force to where they're like, there's something up with her. Yeah. Um, they call her it at some point. They call Sabine it, like it's a Jedi. It's it reeks. Right. Um, we see the three wolves. You know, it's Filoni, so the wolves are going to happen. Dude, I see... was like, "Holy crap, loath wolves!" And no, no, the... womp, womp. Uh, here, Balin and Shin have a scene together, and Balin isn't comfortable, and he's basically not comfortable because of the stories. 
He says, like, he's very mysterious, and I can't wait to reveal for the reveal. I hope it, it's not a letdown of history repeating itself again and again and again. And uh, Shin asks if Thrawn will be the one to bring her and, and Balon into power. And Balon says that power is fleeting. He wishes to bring an end to the cycle. Uh, Shin says there's a Shin says the story begins here, like on this planet. Mm-hmm. Everything starts from this planet. And Balin says, if the stories are true. So again, we're tying into the stories that this planet has some sort of history with Jedi. Right. Um, have you ever watched The Dark on Netflix? No. That's okay. a German and, one, right? Yeah. And it's it's basically what Balin was talking about is the whole premise of the seat of the of the show is that time repeats itself and people mm-hmm. keep trying to go back in time and fix it and to stop everything and it's mm-hmm. just it's just a mind f because it just i don't even know what happened in it and i watched all three i mean you're dealing with the language barrier but then it's just a lot of time jumping time travel and i'm like is this where star wars is going or or what what the deal is with that it just really reminded me that okay they they want to is it going to be something where he's trying to trying to time travel or is time just repeating itself as the stories are repeating itself? And then yeah. to bring it back, which I should have mentioned a few minutes ago, um, the same, same kind of media, Star, The Dark Tower by Stephen King. If you read that, and I'm sorry, it's going to be a spoiler. So if you, it's about a 30-year-old book. So if you haven't read it, I'm skip ahead 30 seconds. But the way that the, the book ends is basically him going through a door where you're opening the first book. So it's just like you're reading, repeating. you're reading it. So it's him starting everything over again because somebody else is picking up the book for the first time. So it's like, my mind is going real. Is that, Oh, Jason was Soko's Atlantis. Yeah. You might want to read this too. Oh, really? I need to, my, my wife has a copy of that. I don't have to read it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so spoiler it, it, alert. Is it, you know, I know too much about trying time travel or I've watched too many time travel movies. It's like, is this now where Star Wars is going? So my mind is going a million different directions during that conversation. I think Balon is trying to destroy everything. I think he's mad. Mm-hmm. I think he's crazy mad. Like he's composed and he's together, but I think he wants to end the entire universe. Well, that's pretty much where both of those are going. I mean, he could be trying to end things and start fresh. And then you've got the freaking Ahsoka the White meeting Sabine at the thing. It's like uh, in Rebels, when in the prelogue, Ahsoka the you White. You have to give Filoni some, some room to maneuver there. He didn't know what yeah. he was doing five years later. Yeah. He just, he just said these characters are going to be here at some point. Mm-hmm. And this is how I see it. And then when we started writing, he realized it's you have to see the journey of Ahsoka. Right. Which I'm cool um, with. Don't don't get me wrong. But the way things have gone, my mind canon is going off in a totally different direction. But then I'm trying to also stop and enjoy the show. Yeah. And enjoy the ride. Sabine tries to use the force. And the temple begins to shake. And I'm like, is she... They keep talking about this planet being important to Jedi and this Night Sister setup that she reeks as Jedi. So I thought maybe this planet unlocked some power inside of her, but no, it's a Star Destroyer arriving. And that's when we see the gold plates that repair the Purgles, where the Purgles hugged it. 
because it loves Star Destroyer so much. <laughs> and you um, also saw the uh, two of the engines weren't working. Yep, the engines weren't working right. The or- organ starts to build slowly, uh, which is an instrument used in Rebels to um, highlight Thrawn. Uh, the Star Destroyer lands on top of the Night Sister Tower as the organ swells. We see all these stormtroopers. They're dirtied. They're wrapped in red linen, similar to the Night Sisters. So we have some questions about that. Some use gold inlay to repair their armor, like the old Japanese. I'm gonna probably gonna mess this up. Uh, Kintsugi method um, that is incorporating beauty in destruction. So if you have a pot and it breaks, you use gold inlay to repair it, and so it becomes this. This actually becomes even more beautiful because you're embracing the destruction of this piece and you're highlighting it, but you're also ampli- you're repairing it, you're recycling it. It's it's gorgeous. So it's just weird to see something so destructive, like the stormtroopers incorporate that into them. The question is, you know, they've got the 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 red linen wrapped around them. Uh, the stormtroopers are they reanimated by the night sisters? And we can come back to this in a second. But we saw oh, yeah, that with we'll Mara. come back to this in a second. We saw that with Merrick, so it's like, was that the introduction to the concept of reanimating things? Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Captain Enoch turns around. So this guy is a stormtrooper, but where the the eyes and the nose piece should be, uh, it's a gold face, similar to what we've seen in uh, gold face in uh, The Office or uh, THX-1138. Um, we see uh, Thrawn march down between the stormtroopers this is an event, like you mentioned before, 30 years in the making. When I saw Air to the when I read Air to the Empire, I had a dream of a live action Thrawn. I haven't seen the shot that I saw yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the last shot in the show. But um, yeah, Thrawn's uniform is worn down a little bit. Um, they probably have limited supplies, so he can't reforge a new one. He's doing the best of what he has, He's keeping it clean. Thrawn says that they will soon exit their uh exile. Uh, there's something down in the catacombs. There was a deal made where the, whatever's in the catacombs will go with Thrawn and the Night Sisters to the, the Star Wars galaxy, for the lack of a better term. We'll just call it the Star Wars galaxy. Um, Thrawn learns of Sabine's arrival. He's he's a little perturbed by that. Uh, the Night Sisters didn't foresee that from happening. Perhaps the that's the Force working. The right. Force is telling uh, uh, the Night Sisters that, you know, uh, Morgan is coming, but conveniently conveniently leaves out that Sabine will be there too. I, I want to get Is that the, the balance gonna, of the force? Are we gonna get to the mountain in a minute? You've got mountain? that the mountain that they're on. It's not a mountain, it's a tower. Oh, is it a tower? I thought it might have been Mount Tanev, or as close as we're gonna get to Mount Tanev in the in Well, Mount Tanev was in uh Bad Batch. Oh, was it in Bad Batch? Okay, well, was never it mind. Tannis? Tan whatever, Tannis. The that's, Emperor's Stockhold store. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's where um Tick dies, like right okay. outside that mountain. All right. Well, that's I need to pay more attention to Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I also was why was the time when we were remodeling, so I'm watching it on my phone, and, and that yeah. may be why I missed up missed that. Uh Balin meets Thrawn for the first time, and Balin is described as a mercenary. So that's the first time we actually kind of place where Balin is, he's a Jedi, but he's a mercenary. Mm-hmm. Thrawn asks Balon if he's General Balon's skull of the Jedi Order. So at one point, he was also a general in the Clone Wars. That's typical Thrawn. He's like, I know you. Yep. And Thrawn um, 
Balin says that he left the order a long time ago. Thrawn and Sabine unite. Do we get tears here? Not really. No. Thrawn thanks her for giving him the map. So mm-hmm. obviously that's how he got there. Thrawn comments how her singular choice to find Ezra will reshape the galaxy. So Thrawn says, because you've done this, the Empire's coming back. <laughs> it's essentially his attitude. Um, but things don't add up. So Thrawn, what? Nothing, nothing. Thrawn, things really don't add up because Thrawn's letting her go. Um, because he says because she helped his cause, he's going to help her cause to find Ezra. And he even warns her that Ezra might be dead. But again, things aren't adding up. Like, why would you just let her go? Yeah. So it's like... Because that's Thrawn, dude. It is, but at the same time, just kill her and be done with it. Like, you're the Empire. You're coming back. You got to be ruthless. You can't be making deals and letting the good guys go unless there's some sort of stalemate that happened. The reason that Thrawn mentions it later in the episode that he's his, his forces have been decimated and i kind of feel and spoiler alert ezra comes back and i kind of feel like ezra what? ezra and the stormtroopers are at a standstill uh-huh uh, like they're evenly matched so thrawn at some point just decides not to go out there yeah uh, it's not to, worth to fight it's him. not yeah he, it's not worth his trouble yeah you, you know you stay over here i'm gonna stay over here and they're at a stalemate you're right they tried they're at a stalemate, so that's how things are. But now that Sabine's here and Balon's there, the scales have tipped a little bit. So he's going to go let Sabine do the dirty work to find Ezra. And mm-hmm. then Balon's going to go out there and just decimate Ezra. Dude, I can't wait. That's going to be such an I hope that's going to be like an amazing battle between him and Ezra. Like Ezra's just going to go and, you know, maybe he's the son. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about the whole um stormtroopers thing real quick because Sabine meets that wolf creature, Captain Enoch, who sounds unlike anything we've ever heard in stormtroopers before. There's something a little bit off. Yeah. Uh he tells him that he tells Sabine that no bat nomads roam the planet and they prey upon each other for survival and wishes her uh die well as goodbye. Die right. well. But he sounds different, so it's like is the mechanics of the stormtrooper armor broken or is he reanimated and this is how the undead sound? Right, which he sounds very much like uh Murdoch, Mor- Morak. Morak? Morak. So is, is that just what's the Sam Witwer again? Uh, I think it's the same. I think he's reanimated. Uh I don't there's a lot of theories going around in there. I don't know if all those are reanimated. I don't know if he's reanimated. Um, I'm trying to, to... I think we're getting ready to see some serious crap in Star Wars when they get back to this universe. I mean, we're not going to see it now. We're not going to see it right now, but I think in a couple of years when the movie comes out, we're going to see some undead crap. Reanimated that those those sarcophaguses that are going or whatever that that's getting loaded up is full of the undead or full of night sister who magic and Thrawn's counting on the night sisters to bring him an army. And I would like to just remind people who might be like, I don't want zombies in Star Wars. Uh, the whole thing with the light side of the Force is to become one with the Force, and the whole thing with the dark side is to try to preserve your life and not join that living force for as long as possible. 
So things like reanimating death, um, trying to live on clone, you know, move your body from one clone to the other. That's all part of the dark side's need to kind of stretch out your life as, as long as possible. You're almost like afraid of death, whereas the Jedi embrace it and they they enjoy becoming one with the force. Right. So it's somehow. all it's, yeah, it's all tied together though. Right. Somehow all these stormtroopers survive. Uh, let's see if we can finish this up real quick. Um, because I do like the samurai influence. Yeah. Um, Filoni said that this is a samurai adventure and every so often it pops in. And this episode specifically felt like that. Some of the nomads look like samurai armor. Um, the way that they shoot, like Sabine even leaving this, it looked like a Japanese temple with the doors sliding open, Sabine walking out. Um, Thrawn orders Balan to follow Balan to follow Sabine at their own pace, um, but says, you know, when you find find them, destroy them. So I think again, that's the the scales tipping. Like I have the opportunity now to send a Jedi after Ezra. Right. Sabine is attacked by nomads. Um, she interestingly uses her gun to shield herself from one of the 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 attacks. Like someone goes to shoot her head, and she flips throws her blaster up to uh-huh. block it. And that's almost like a Jedi with a lightsaber. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was on purpose to say she does have some Jedi reflexes and and here you go. She's not good with the lightsaber so much as we'll see that in a second. She is, but you know, she can dodge blasters when, when needed. Mm-hmm. I, I think who Yang and Ahsoka are being too hard on her. She knows what she's doing, just like like Ahsoka said, let her be herself. I don't need her to be a Jedi. I need her to be her. And when you let her be her, she's a badass. Yeah, I also feel like after rewatching episodes four and five, Balon is telling Ahsoka that her legacy is death and destruction. Mm-hmm. And she kind of deals with that in the world between worlds. Right. She feels like her legacy, again, is going to be death and destruction because of the path that came before her. And Anakin, and so it's like she feels like I, if a- everything that's in Anakin is in me, then I am death and destruction. Right. She sheds that. She becomes Ahsoka the White. But I feel like there was some uh, not hesitant resentment that she was training uh, Sabine to become death and destruction. Maybe. And so I feel like that played a part in it as well. We see more shots of stormtroopers loading coffin-like objects into the Star Destroyer. Um, the question is, are, are they people? Because it did look a little too small to be, you know, like a six-foot coffin. It looked like it was more like maybe five, four feet. Mm-hmm. Did you have any impression or did you not watch it that close? I did not pay attention that close. Somebody did point out that one at one moment a coffin comes really, or whatever it is, comes really close to the camera and you can hear some crazy shit going on in there. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going back to like star Wars, uh, survive Jedi survivor or fallen order rather. And when you're on Dathomir, though, I don't know if they're really six foot tall people that uh, attack you on Dathomir. Cause you know, and anim- they're all reanimated. Yeah. The night brothers, night brothers. We'll see. Oh, dude, I, it'll be revealed this- at some point. Yeah. So- I'm kind of looking forward to this new star Wars, man. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I mean, I think Star Wars needs this because Star Wars Star Wars needs to get away from the Skywalker saga, and that's where we're going. Yeah, but 
what it's a, that opens up another door that i've been struggling with for some time now where the hell has ahsoka been throughout the skywalker saga like where has she been there's no reason for someone who can do good to sit out and do nothing he hadn't been and, invented yet and same thing with luke right now why isn't i mean like we just saw grogu go away so we know that luke has no um people that he's training right. and we know that he's the hero of the of the 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 galaxy so why not bring him along to deal with ron He's too busy training all his uh, young. It's inexcusable <laughs> in my mind. In both I, cases. I truthfully, you want to know? I I just think it's too much money to bring to do the de aging and crap. I don't know. I, yeah. I it would I be mean, cool to real. see, uh, to see it. But I I also think they needed to do the Star Trek thing and just recast them and start fresh. Let's start well, with a new Luke. But I mean, I don't know. We're going we're going on the deep end, man. It, you know, on the, of the pool. Alden Ehrenreich. It's not Star Trek. It's Star Wars. They've already done it with Solo. It should have, you know, and and people were pissed off about that. I'm like, dude, Harrison Ford can't play Han Solo anymore. He's too freaking old. Not that young. But yeah. Yeah. Well, you go to that line from Yoda that boys are less hope. No, there is another. Right. It's like, well, no, actually, there's 12. Uh, It's it's ridiculous. You know, like you said a few minutes ago, Dave Filoni had no clue that Ahsoka the White would turn Ahsoka would turn into Ahsoka the White, and we needed to see the story. Maybe they had no clue; they didn't know what they were doing. George Lucas didn't know Dave Filoni was going to come along and totally change everything. No, but I'm saying like Filoni should Filoni should have honored that, and Ahsoka should have been dead a long time ago, in my humble opinion. I am enjoying the content, but I it's tough to look past that little fact that Ahsoka should have been standing by Luke Skywalker and helping him out the whole time. Yeah, well, Ahsoka should have been dead three times, too. Ahsoka, at the very least, should have been on the board of the Home One during you know, Return of the Jedi. Hey, maybe they can re-release a special, special, special edition and put her in the background. <laughs> They're done with that. No, unless George <laughs> orders it, it's done. <laughs> Anyways, back to uh, them loading up these sarcophagus... Uh, things onto the Star Destroyer. Thrawn says to wait for Balon's signal before sending troops. And Morgan asks if they should send more troops than what he's asking or telling them to do. And he says during exile, their forces have dwindled. It really doesn't matter what happens to Ezra, Balon, Shin, or Sabine. Uh, all that matters is, you know, he's studying that map of the galaxy that they get out of there. That just shows you how calculated Thrawn is. He don't give a crap. He just he's ready to get off there, and he's going to use anybody to his uh to get to end. You know. Yep. I like uh, I like it when animals have personalities in in storytelling. I guess I'll pitch my book again. <laughs> Atlantis no, by Jason Wazogo available for no where? particular no particular reason, but I Where's do like it. Available? It when, Where's it available? Amazon. Amazon.com. Huh. That cam. That cam. Amazon. That cam. I like it when animals have personalities, and I do like the relationship be- between Sabine and this wolf. It's very playful. This the wolf at some point smells something. It leads Sabine to water, and she's like, "Really, this is it?" Uh, but then he starts sniffing rocks, and he finds the rock people. They're short creatures that have rocks on their back, like snail shells. 
I see a lot of inspiration in this character uh, from snails. It's got eyes that kind of pop out of its head like a snail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got crab-like features. Even the face looks like a grasshopper, which I thought was really cool and different. Mm-hmm. Um, they can My main them. question with those guys is how do they put their clothes on? Oh, one leg at the time. <laughs> I wonder if they can get out their shell and put the clothes on. Maybe. <laughs> But they conceal themselves that way from the nomads. They're able to just hunker down into the shell and let the nomads pass, and then they can get up and do their thing. Uh, they both, so, so the creature recognizes the rebellion logo on Sabine's armor, and then he shows that he's got the uh, a necklace that's the rebellion logo, and they make the connection like, oh, you know Ezra, and the creature even says Ezra Bridger at one point. So yeah. Sabine follows the snail guys, um, Shin, we cut back to Shin and Balon, who are left at the devastation that Sabine's left behind with the nomads. Balon says that Ezra was trained as a Jedi and Shin has been trained to be something more. We still don't know what that is. We can only speculate. Balon says that he misses the idea of the Jedi Order, but there was no future there. Uh, Shin asks if he sees one here at this planet. He says he sees the great witch kingdom of Dathomir. Uh, Shin suggests that she leaves this place. They leave this place, to which Balin replies, uh, perhaps they flee a power greater than their own. So it seems like Shin is a little uneasy with this planet. There's something weird that's going on. Is Balin looking for that power that he's sensing here, the greater power that's that's there? Um, or is he just going mad and he's just being delusions of grandeur, like... There's really nothing there. He just senses that, or maybe he's just inflating his ego. Uh, but it does seem like I'll stop in a second. Shin isn't uh, <laughs> Shin isn't sipping the Kool Aid anymore. She seems very afraid of something. There's something... go it go. Oh, uh, Balon just ends like something calls to him. There's something going on with him because he even says when they're looking at the map. Um, it's a power that their their power is sort of different than what everybody else is looking for. Uh, so I definitely think he's he he's looking at this as a means to an end. And I think it really I feel really bad that Ray Stevenson as a person passed away because this character is such a badass character that they're gonna have to end up. I don't know what's gonna happen to him towards the end, but he did such a good job with him, and then they're going to have to recast him if they decide to continue with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something going on, and this character is probably I could have seen them having an Ahsoka versus Balon, you know, as him being the the bad guys and Ahsoka leading the good guys. Um, even and then Thrawn being something totally different. So you could have a battle on three different fronts. Um, but they're there's been a lot of speculation that there's something really big going on this planet and it must be really big to scare the empire off the planet. Mm -hmm. And I think Balin's going after it. And I really think he's going to end up being, you you hate to see Shin, like you don't want to, you've, you've said that, Oh, this is the same arc as Reva is Shin uh, betraying her master and going mm-hmm. off with the good guys. That's what that's what I'm afraid of. Right. So that's we've seen that before, but we see it everywhere. That's storytelling 101, I think. 
Uh, but I think Balin's going to get left on the planet and he's going to end up finding whatever it is and harnessing it. And then you're going to see something. Maybe, maybe he's the one that turns into the crazy Jedi. That'd be awesome. Like, he's, and it's not uh, a clone. He's uh, like the um, analog of George Saboth from Heir to the Empire, the crazy Jedi. Yeah. Uh, he's He's basically the same thing, but he's just like reconfigured he's not the exact same thing right so maybe he's the one that turns into jars but i'm also just worried that you know obi-wan was about a depressed jedi who comes out of that depression and becomes powerful again ahsoka was a depressed jedi who's become powerful again reva was a dark user dark force user and inquisitor who makes a switch over to the good side shin kind of seems to be you know teetering am i really feeling this am i really giving myself to this side of the the fight mm-hmm. she, it's just a little like too parallel too much of a parallel to obi-wan and i'm just like can we change things up a little bit please what if her and sabine fall in love and cool <laughs> whatever because <laughs> there's um, a lot of people that are like that that are like oh man her and sabine are gonna have a thing um so to finish this off sabine Travels to the the village of the snail peoples, and she reunites with an old friend. The camera pans to reveal a person out of focus. Ezra says, "I knew I could count on you." He's got a beard now. He's covered in chainmail. Um, they've kind of Ryan pointed this out, but I don't know if we've got a clear view. But the chainmail seems to be the dog tags of stormtroopers. Yeah, is it that? Like I can't get that close to actually I didn't say stormtroopers had dog tags, but I didn't either. But it's possible that we yeah. just haven't seen it before now. And instead of having like a necklace of ears that we saw, in, what was that movie? Some soldier from the, that 90s. was a uh, Quentin Tarantino, right? Was it Tarantino? I, it was a platoon. I, I, oh, okay. I, I, oh wait, no. Was it uh <laughs> apocalypse? Glorious now? Bastards? Was it that? He might've used it in that too. But anyways, he's, you know, maybe he's keeping that as a souvenir. He's making a chain mail out of there. The armor but the, the the quotes coming out of ezra's mouth are the same that he left you know they ended rebels with so it, it just all brings it back full circle i did recognize and i'm not like a big rebels fan like i mean i like rebels don't get me wrong <laughs> but i don't i couldn't like hum the, the the music from the show right but i could tell that some of this music was from rebels like they've I, been lifting were... rebels music this whole season this is yeah but this one stood out yeah Maybe because it's related to Ezra and Ezra's on the show more than anyone else mm-hmm. in Rebels. So maybe that's why it stuck out. But there's a nice reunion here. They they embrace each other, but Sabine is holding back information. She doesn't tell him how he got there. Right. How she got there. And Ezra seems to just think, okay, let's just go to your ship and we'll just get out of here. Um, that's going to be a problem. His sacrifice, when he learns that his sacrifice to go into exile and keep Thrawn away... Uh, was for nothing, and Thrawn's going to go back to the galaxy. That's going to be a problem. And I really worry that will Sabine have to sacrifice herself at some point to save the galaxy? <sighs> Don't say that. Well, it's like a delayed choice. Like she right. could have, she could have died and destroyed the map and saved them all, but she's just delaying her death for a later point. Don't no. You want to see a man cry like a little child? Let Sabine sacrifice herself. I 
you do know at some point she's going to use the force and it's going to be like a moment like it's a moment where she needs to use the force it's a miracle that she actually used the force that might be the end it's just speculation yeah i and then when you're like well he's going to be so upset that his sacrifice was for nothing wouldn't no matter which way she got there to that planet, no matter who got to that planet, both of them were going to have to be dealt with, Thrawn and Ezra. You know, you're going to have to deal with Thrawn. You can't just sneak on that planet, grab Ezra, and go. Mm-hmm. Thrawn was going to have to get dealt with at that moment. So I don't know why it's it's like a big shocker or a big, oh, my God, I got here because I, I went with, you know, this is how I got here. Um I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that part of the storytelling, even even because it, to me, it it's a duh moment. Like, yeah, of course I got here and now we're going to have to deal with Thrawn. And now Thrawn's, you know, the sacrifice, quote unquote, uh, was for nothing. Um, to me, I just don't get it. But maybe I'm just not. It's too obvious to me. Hmm. You know, maybe you care too much for these characters. I care. I do. Yeah, maybe. Um but I just don't get it because it, it is to me. It's like, yeah, you would have to, whoever got there to save Ezra is going to have to deal with Thrawn at the same time. And the, and it's a threat finding Ezra, no matter but, which way you found Ezra, it was a threat that Thrawn was going to come back. I think the best case scenario is Ahsoka flies in before Morgan Elsbeth grabs, grabs uh, Ezra, destroys the map and flies home. And that way Morgan can't get the Thrawn and Thrawn can't get back. I think that's the best case scenario. That's not what happened though. Right. Um, I think the yeah I would you would you ahead. would you let a bomb go off and kill twelve billion people if you knew that it would save one life? Because I think that's sort of the choice. It's maybe twelve billions too big, but essentially she's willing to sacrifice lives of people in the galaxy to save one. Yeah, I mean, and, and when you think about it, that's her only family that's left um, is Ezra. Because her yeah. whole they they revealed that everybody died in the siege of Mandalore. Her whole family died in the siege of Mandalore, and um, that to me the the most heartbreaking thing of this whole series is that the rebels crew isn't together anymore. To me, mm-hmm. because you had four seasons of them being such a close knit family that it was like okay, our things done we've done what we needed to do and we don't need to be a family anymore i feel like we need to be a unit anymore i feel like they could have done a little bit more of reaffirming that ezra was all the family sabine had yeah it's there but i I feel like with some of the reactions i've seen on the show of people's reactions of the show i should say Mm -hmm. it would have been helpful just to remind people like this is what would you do for your family this yeah. is what she's doing for her family. And it was such an underlying underlying vibe in Rebels. And they've kind of, yeah, you're right. They've kind of let it go in. It's there. Right. And that's what motivates her. But instead of that scene on the, the jail where <laughs> Balon is telling Shin, or sorry, where Sabine is, you know, telling Balon, hey, we're supposed to, we had a deal. You're supposed to bring me to Ezra. Mm-hmm. They should have said, you know, I have another scene where like Ezra was something like she's looking at a photo of him or something. I don't know, hologram again, just right. to reaffirm like this is this is my family, right? Anyways, 
The Night Sisters warn Thrawn that someone is following them, and Thrawn uses his cunning intellect to figure out that it's probably Ahsoka, that Ahsoka survived. Balon was not able to kill Ahsoka. All whales are supposed to be destroyed, so any whales that approach the planet are going to get killed. And the Dark Sister and the Night Sisters are willing to use their dark magic to help Thrawn. So that's where the show ends with Thrawn smiling. Yeah. I do think I do think the last shot of the the show will be Thrawn re-entering the galaxy as a metaphor, like the evil has arrived. Yeah, because they do there is a scene of him on the ISION that we have not seen yet. Yeah. Him walking um, I, I totally agree with that. I think Something's going to happen to where they may defeat him. Um, Ahsoka is going to show up at part of the last minute. There's going to be some kind. There's We still haven't seen the big battle yet. I don't know if that battle is going to happen in the next episode or the follow or the end, the, to the end of the season. But there is a big battle coming up um, that is going to be, you know, Ezra and Ahsoka versus Thrawn and uh, and all the people that are there because I don't think Ahsoka is going to be able to defeat the army Thrawn has by herself. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's definitely going to get off planet. Um, Some kind of way, I don't know. I just, I've seen too much of shows where they 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 build up to something and they resolve it in five minutes. In Filoni we trust. I but trust that's also Filoni. Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars resolves itself in 30 seconds. Yeah. The original movie. Yeah. Like all the things tie up in 30 seconds with the explosion of the Death Star. Han comes back fulfilling that character trait. Uh, Luke Skywalker turns off his mark, uh, his computer to believe in the force and trust in the force. Darth Vader gets knocked out and then they get their awards. Like it's, it all just kind of comes together and Obi-Wan finishes the training with Luke, like use the foals, Luke. Right. <laughs> And I think Let that's go. what's going to happen in this series is we're going to see a, re- a resolution in 30 seconds. And then you're going to see, like you're saying, I think the last shot of this is Thrawn either reentering the galaxy. It it ends with a close-up of Thrawn doing something. And that's how this season ends. Yeah. And then Maybe. it's either we're going to get an Ahsoka season two or this is going to bleed into everything. Uh, but I did not think we were it was going to be this awesome. Oh, good. Not not that because not that it's this awesome, but you're we're the 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 future is so bright right now for Star Wars, and I didn't think that the Rebels characters would be this important in Star Wars. <laughs> you you know, yeah. If I'm, and it just seems like he's lifting all these people up to be the future of star Wars. Yeah. So bring on two more episodes left. One thing I forgot to mention, sorry to change the subject, but before we wrap up real quick, um, I've been reading from a certain point of view, the return of the Jedi thing with the 40 stories from to celebrate the 40th anniversary return of the Jedi. Uh And some of them are okay. Some of them are good. Um, there's one that I really struggled with, and I'm sorry, it's, there's one with Salacious Crumb, which obviously I loved, but there's one that I really struggled with, and it's like, if it wasn't canon, it would have been great, uh-huh. but the fact that this, it's it's a humorous take, it's like, yeah, humor does belong, and we can have fun with Star Wars stories, it's, it's from the point of view of the Sarlacc itself. Oh. 
and the Sarlacc. And I'm sorry to spoil it. It's just the concept. The, the Sarlacc is upset that people keep being thrown into his mouth because he doesn't digest digest people. It's very. It's a very funny uh, thing. Uh huh. But now I have to live with the canon in my head that the Sarlacc doesn't want to eat people, and we're forcing people down its throat. <laughs> and he's just like, please stop, please, please stop. It's a funny concept, but at the same time, like I wanted the raincoat, uh, not the raincoat, the sarlacc to be a, a beast that just swallows things and just eats things alive, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And this just makes fun of it, and it's like we can have fun, and that would be great. But now that this is a canonical book, mm-hmm. canonical book, so it's like now that's canon, which I don't like, and I'm struggling with. That. I'm still, you know, what I'm struggling with. What. Getting through the first book, getting through the, the, oh, the first one, the first, the, the one, and I enjoyed it. It's just one of those things where <clears throat> I found That's other true. things to read. And when you move on, it's like a TV show. You, re- I really enjoyed this TV show, but I found other stuff to watch and you just never go back to it. And yeah. then years later, you're like, whatever happened to that show? I'm, oh, well, we never went back to finish watching it. I've got one, two, three, four books here I'm reading in the middle of. So. I'm in the same. That's typically not me. I like I like to finish a book before I move on. But that book, the good thing about that book is you could read it in while you're reading other stuff because it's all short stories. It's all short stories. Yeah. Uh, my dad could do that. My dad could read three or four books at once, and I don't know how he could do it. I I I can't. I'm like you. It's like if I read or if I'm reading something, I don't know if you're this way, but it needs to be quiet. I can't have anything going on in the background. Like if you're yeah. at a doctor's office and you try to read a book, I, I can't concentrate on it. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so I, I need to be quiet. I need to be focused. I, and I don't, I don't know how people can read with a lot of stuff going on in the background. Me neither. Well, thank you. Oh, is that it? I, was gonna I think it that's it. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's like I don't want to spend time speculating because every t- everything has been wrong. I've watched so many things that have speculated, so many videos, and all of them are wrong. So I don't want to spend time speculating. I'm just enjoying the hell out. I just want to enjoy the ride. I will speculate that Sabine will use the force in a moment where it matters the most. And it'll be, a, oh, crap, I just did that. Yeah. Like saving someone's life. Like, I need to remove the rock. Otherwise, you know... We're all gonna die or something, and then she, use, you know, uses the force and removes the rock. Yeah, but I, I think we're gonna see Ahsoka back uh, this episode. There's another battle, and somehow Thrawn returns. So Thrawn, I think we're gonna see Thrawn come back into this universe, and Balin's gonna stay on planet. And He's I, gonna I die. you think Balin's gonna die? Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, I've heard we're rumors. speculating now. <laughs> yeah, we are said, speculating. We're not speculate. but, um, uh, what if he starts the Knights of Ren? That's very possible. And then somehow he makes it back to because uh, okay, I'm gonna. I, I don't want to speculate, but I did think it was. But I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. No, I. There was a line that Morgan said that we skipped over. She said that her her the Dathomirs, the witches learned how to ride purgles. So it's like. Now do we have a yeah it's another means of transportation in the Star Wars universe? I mean, yes, granted, Ahsoka harnessed the power of a purgle, but are we going to see them actually purposely say, "Hey, get me from really get me from point A to point B"? Not I'm just going to jump in your mouth and let's see where you go. 
I'll clean your teeth while you do this. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, Star Wars. I, I I say this with all the love in my heart. Star Wars were stale, and now Dave Filoni is breathing new life into it. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Let's have zombies. Thank you for listening to this crabby episode of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts, If it's allowed, it really helps us out and points people to our show. You can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Send us an email or message us. We love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. People, collect for the love of it. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.